0: All right, we're live. Another episode of Monero Talk. We're here with uh, Aaron Van Weerdum. How do you how do you pronounce it? Is the is the W a V? Uh, W is uh, W just like in English. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought it was, I was thought it was the V the V sounding W like in uh I know the, the Polish no. language. Okay, so no, it's no. Aaron Van Weerdum. What's That's the right. what, is, what is the background? Of my name? Yeah, uh, yeah, you, your name. Um, I'm Dutch. Dutch. My okay.
1: name is Dutch. Well, okay. I think my name is either Dutch or German. Weirdum is like a city or like a small town, but I think there's two. I think there's one in the north of the Netherlands somewhere. And there's another one in Germany. I'm not sure where my
0: ancestry is from, but got to be one of those. Cool. And are you, are you in Spain? I saw something with Spain, though. Are you living? You live in Spain?
1: I'm, yeah, I'm in Barcelona at the moment. I live part of the year in the Netherlands, part of the year in Barcelona, kind of depending on the weather.
0: <laughs> nice. All right. So uh, I guess if you could um, maybe give a little background. Um, I mean, I personally, I know you as the respected crypto journalist, uh, one of the guys that actually understands the tech. That's good. Um, and uh, I think that's how how most everyone knows you. So I'm just curious how you uh, how you became that guy. How did you become the uh, the respected tech journalist in in crypto land?
1: Um, so I don't actually have a technical background. I've got like a background in journalism, and also uh, I did I studied like political science, political history kind of stuff. So I'm not uh, I'm not a developer or anything like that. I'm not as technical as people sometimes think. But um so I, I got interested in Bitcoin, obviously, started writing about Bitcoin. And for me it became obvious that uh to really understand Bitcoin, including kind of the social dynamic of it, like, you know, who decides the rules of this of this project and how how, how is all of that, how does all of that work? And that that got highlighted by the block size debate, of course. Over the past couple of years, so realizing that uh, the social dynamic, the political angle of Bitcoin was really embedded into in the technology itself, I, I um, figured I had to become an expert in technology. Really, so I, I just started questioning, or not questioning, um, interviewing uh, developers, just asking them all sorts of you know beginners' questions at first, and Getting a bit more advanced over time and bit, sort of sharing my knowledge, sharing what I was learning with, you know, readers and people seem to appreciate that. So I think I have a, I have a weird advantage there where um, exactly because I don't have a technical background, I kind of have a good feeling of what other non-technical people will sort of understand. So I can explain it in a, in a, in a plain English type of way that, that makes it accessible to, to the non-techies among us.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that that recipe seems to be working. I'm trying to uh, fill that niche as well. Not uh, completely right. technical, but um, yeah, same thing. I I do hope you like. What's that? You mean the podcast, or do you write as well? No, just the podcast. Yeah, just yeah. Pod- I, I don't write. Um, so then, what year was it that you got into it? And was it? And you initially got in. You've always been in it in a journalistic way, or? Were you originally kind of just a, a user and a lurker or was it journalism from day one?
1: It was kind of journalism from day one. The, the reason I got interested in Bitcoin. Well, I'm not sure if that's really accurate. Um, the, when I first heard about Bitcoin, I wanted to write a story on Bitcoin, like just a story for a newspaper or something. I was a freelance journalist at the time. <laughs> Just looking for, for interesting topics to, to cover, so I came across Bitcoin and you know that sparked my interest. What year and was that? I wanted to write an article on Bitcoin, and then I started to learn more about it, read more about it, doing my research, kind of following following um, you know the subreddit and that sort of stuff. And the more I learned, the more interested and kind of excited I got about this technology and the potential. And this was 2013-ish. Okay. Uh, and then um, I realized that, first of all, it was much bigger than I initially thought. You know, I I, I it as this thing that's kind of like PayPal but more anonymous, which for me was interesting enough to want to you know research and cover it. But then the more I realized, uh, the more I learned, the more I realized it was you know potentially new money, a new economic system even, or, you know, how, how far can you go down the rabbit hole, right? Mm-hmm. So I started, um, throughout 2013. I started writing the first articles in Dutch. These were, I made a personal blog, I figured, okay, I'm gonna write a series of articles on this stuff, just for myself, because I want to research it, and it's a good way to learn about the new thing, just mm-hmm. explore other people, right? Uh, and then throughout 2014, I started working for Coindesk, Bitcoin Magazine, uh Cointelegraph as well, first as a freelancer for like different publications and it's been pretty steady uh, Bitcoin magazine only since 2015. So about three years now.
0: Cool. Who runs Bitcoin magazine? Or like uh, is, is it backed by uh, companies in by, the crypto space or it's owned by David Bailey and his mother. Um, I don't know if you know him or them. Yeah, are they, are they? Do they have other projects in the crypto sphere, or is it just? Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually Bitcoin Magazine is
1: uh, owned by BTC Inc. It's the parent company. They do a bunch of stuff. They do uh, conferences. They've they also got a distributed um, newsletter and also distributed conferences. he's hmm. more focused on blockchain. Um, they have a couple of other projects. Poets is a pretty well known one. Um, what else? I'm sure I'm I'm certainly forgetting one or two, but yeah, they have they have different projects in the space,
0: and they've they seem to stay. let's oh, talk Bitcoin is also uh,
1: part of part of big thing nowadays. Which one? Let's talk Bitcoin. The okay. podcast series. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So they've stayed kind of very um, in in line with. I don't I don't know if. Bitcoin maximum is the right term, but they, they haven't really strayed so much into you know the uh, all the other coins, and they've they've kind of been consistent. Is that fair to say, as opposed to something like CoinDesk that's that's crypto everything?
1: Um, no, I think it's more separated. They they okay. do have a lot of like the the conferences I mentioned are very blockchain focused. There's not okay. a lot of Bitcoin going on there. Uh, also, distributed is very. You know, even permissions ledger kind of stuff. It's just Bitcoin magazine has been more focused on Bitcoin throughout these years and so it's more compar- compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. But the, the the bigger company think does pretty uh, they, they do various stuff. Not just Bitcoin.
0: Now on Twitter I noticed your uh your little background photo. I, I happened to like catch it and I, I zoomed in on it. What's that all about? It looks like it's uh some pet some past uh critiques
1: yeah that's 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 all from the the whole scaling debate basically um, okay
0: so like a badge of honor there where you were kind of it's kind of i don't know what to
1: call it it's kind of a badge of honor i guess it's kind of just me i just think it's funny and and i especially picks out the the critiques if you can even call it that that are sort of playing with my name like Aaron van weirdo and like that <laughs>
0: you know that's so childish that
1: to me it's just it's pretty funny too. right 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 so that that's kind
0: of the joke to show the level of professionalism uh in, in the space yeah you, what you you know now that we've we've gotten beyond that what's uh what's kind of your take on the taking a historic look at the at that at that debate the scaling debate and how we've where we've come s- since then Sorry, what was the last part of the question? Just, you know, now that a, a decent amount of time has passed, I guess, what has it been now? Uh, since, so, you know, well, since that's no a year? Two, no, no 2X two was,
1: uh, 2X was canceled exactly a year ago today. So, right, yeah. right.
0: and now, and now Bitcoin cash maybe for, or is forking again, right? Looks like it. That, that could be interesting. That's happening
1: next week. Yeah.
0: So now that, you know, now that we're here a year later, what's kind of your take on the whole thing and what happened there and you have any uh my my
1: take on the whole thing um i think everyone learned learned a lot uh everyone learned a lot about the limitations of this technology you know a couple years ago everyone was so excited about bitcoin it it really kind of blinded people about you know this there are no trade-offs in in this new digital world we're entering and you know, we have to learn there are actually trade-offs, you have to, you have to choose, you know, do you do you want to be uh, able to verify the chain easily or do you want to have cheap transactions and all sorts of trade-offs and I've, we've learned a lot about governance, you know, when the whole when the scaling debate started. Um, initially it was just completely denied that a chain could even split. Like the possibility of a chain splitting was just, you know, was nonsense because of course the longest chain wins or, you know, that, so that was, um, that, that was kind of the, that was the scary part in a way where if everyone's sort of pushing for their solution without, Realizing what the consequences of, of, of that may be, and I think we've learned by now that you know, if you don't have consensus for artwork, it could get really messy. And, um, you know, if, if people want to split off, that's fine. But that was that was kind of for me a, a little bit of a stressful period where people were pushing for something without realizing what the consequences was. And I think over the past couple of years, that has increased, uh, just general knowledge has increased a lot, like people actually understand. The trade-offs to understand how this system works more or less to a much further degree than you know two three years ago and i think that benefits that made bitcoin a lot stronger i think that makes this all you know the more people understand it the more people understand how it actually works that strengthens the project i think so that in a way it was very it was very um uh useful period and very you know it's, it strengthened bitcoin for all sorts of attacks that could Come later.
0: So, do you, would you consider yourself a Bitcoin maximalist, or are you uh, kind of coin agnostic, or do you take a journalistic approach to the whole thing?
1: Uh, people would consider me Bitcoin maximalist, but I'm not really sure what that term means anymore. It, it seems to have become an umbrella term for everyone who's mostly interested in Bitcoin and not that interesting in altcoins. Mm-hmm. I guess, I'd, you know, if that's the definition, then sure. But I'm not really convinced something like um, Bitcoin, what's the term, hyper-Bitcoinization. I'm not convinced that's going to happen ever. So I'm not sure what the term means anymore. Um, I'm interested in some altcoins. Actually, Monero is one of the few I've used and one of the few I respect. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's apparently a brand of maximalism as well. Right, like the magical crypto friends type brand of maximalism, where Litecoin and Monero are okay. Or so, who knows what a maximalist is? I guess people who consider me maximalist, and I'm kind of fine with that. I, I don't mind.
0: Yeah. So, from a from a technical perspective, um, how important do you think privacy and fungibility is to a coin ultimately? So, I mean today could certainly be argued that Bitcoin is is lacking in this area and Monero, uh, you know, is probably better than most in this area. Do you think it's something fundamental to the nature of what this stuff's supposed to be? Do you need privacy and fungibility in in a cryptocurrency? Or is it, you know, maybe something we end up with, maybe it's something we don't end up with? Is it possible that that something like that Bitcoin is the one and it wins, and we end up with you know a, a non-private coin, non-fungible coin? Okay, so first of all, privacy and fungibility are of
1: major importance. Uh, I, I fungibility for sure. You can't have a money that's not fungible. Uh, that doesn't really work. And privacy is. Important in itself, it's a human right, and it's it's something you know. I don't want to live in a world where we don't have privacy, and that includes privacy and transactions and privacy and money. I think that's uh, incredibly important. I also think that it's not a black and white issue. You don't have privacy or no privacy. You know, you have tons of shades of gray, and it depends on how you use it, and it depends on um, what you're using it for, and uh, It's not obvious that, uh, so it's not obvious to me that even in its current form, Bitcoin isn't private enough. Although more privacy is always better, and more fungibility is always better, I think Bitcoin can already achieve a pretty good level of privacy and fungibility. Uh, Monero is arguably a bit ahead, definitely, when it comes to fungibility, but you know, Monero is not perfect either. and, um, yeah, so that's that was kind of the point of the, the article I wrote, right? I guess you yeah. want to get
0: to that next or? Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. So I was kind of leading into that. So I guess before we even get for any further, it should be said that, um, you know, Aaron wrote a, a, an extremely comprehensive series on privacy coins. Uh, he went through a Monero uh, Bitcoin oddly enough categorized as a privacy coin but uh, we'll get to that and Aaron started to hint that as to why that is the case um, Zcash, Dash Verge and I think you also touched on the MimbleWimble coins that will be coming out right? Did I leave anything out? Uh, yeah so Bitcoin
1: uh, Dash, Monero Verge Zcash and Mimblewimble. I think that's it,
0: right? Yep. So uh, we'll start with this, a zinger of a question, uh, which is kind of the title of this of this video. Uh, what is the best privacy coin? Or let me rephrase it: Is Monero the best privacy coin? <sighs> uh, you
1: know, I don't think so. I don't think so. I. I like Monero, but I, I, I don't think it's the best one. Or at least, I mean, Zcash is complicated, right? It's, a complicated, it's complicated to say how private it really is. Um, but I think, OK, so the problem with Zcash is twofold, I'd say. I mean, one problem is that privacy isn't the default. But I actually think personally that problem isn't that big because if you do opt for privacy, it, it's pretty good. Uh, you just don't don't do anything too dumb. Don't use the privacy function in Zcash as a mixer because that doesn't work because you're gonna link the amounts, right? You you've got an unblinded amount, you put it in the sort of blinded address, and then the same amounts without the minus the fee out on the other end. It's obvious. But if you're Using it in a reasonably normal way, just making payments in Zcash, it's actually very private. But it's. That is, if the trusted setup wasn't compromised, uh, or at least, oh, that's the other, that's the other, it's been the, okay, let, I gotta get it right this time. <laughs> Even if the trusted setup was compromised, supposedly that would only compromise um inflation schedule it wouldn't compromise privacy Mm -hmm. however that is only the case if um uh, what was it the software used for the uh trust setup in the first place wasn't compromised which we should technically be able to check or at least you know, people know. I mean, people with a, like a math degree and cryptographers should be able to check it if they have certain. What was it? Um, it's been too long. To, I I don't remember. But it it should technically be able to check that it wasn't compromised. But the stuff needed to check it is not available right now. It supposedly was available at some point in the past, but it's not clear whether anyone actually used it to check. it. So you guys you know, it, if they're not completely lying about the whole setup, if they're not completely uh, fraudulent about it, then it actually offers good privacy. And I would personally say better than Monero. However, with all of these footnotes I just placed there, I might actually prefer Monero.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, I I think the uh the default privacy is weighs in very heavily, right? Uh I mean so uh, maybe rephrasing the question then, which coin do you think is the most fungible?
1: Yeah, then then Monero definitely um has that benefit going for it. Um, however, I'm really curious to see how like something like Korean is gonna play into this. You know, Grin does seem to offer everything Monero has, plus more scalability. How do you see this? It, that seems like a, that could be a Monero killer in, in my eyes. And th- you know, that's not coming from someone who dislikes Monero or anything like that. It just seems like that. You know, it's an honest project, as far as I can tell. They're I don't know if they're competent, actually. I, I haven't looked at it that closely. But if they are competent, that could that. That could be a threat to Monero,
0: right? How do you see this? Um, yeah. I mean, I think it could be, I guess, technically a, a threat to Bitcoin as well. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's it's literally, it's just, I don't know if vaporware is the correct word at this point, but it's it's just kind of theoretical and it doesn't exist yet. Not that it won't. Sure. Um, so I think one way of looking at it is, because, and this is the way, you know, I think you've done, a, obviously, an amazing analysis in your articles but it's do you, do we look at it as today what is the best privacy coin today right. in terms of how people like what is actually being used and you know if the way i like to ask the question sometimes too is if you had to go on the dark on the dark net to make a purchase or if you were recommending to somebody that needed to go do it wh- what would you tell them to do would you tell them to use monero or would you perhaps tell them oh no use bitcoin but you got to do xy and z to do it or would you tell them to use zcash and i know i i know my answer would be just go use monero it's today it is it's the most it's the most private and fungible coin today that's actually being used and then the other way of looking at it is you know looking into the future and trying to figure out which coin eventually i guess would be the most usable and private but I think all those things are kind of theoretical. And uh, sometimes it's better to just look at where we're at today. Yeah. What's, the, what's your opinion right. on that? Kind of like the, you know, where we may be in the future versus what's actually happening. Sure. If, if you're simply just looking
1: for privacy in itself is to make a private payment, like you said, on the darknet. Uh, it makes total sense to just look at what's available today. That said, it's still uh, kind of complicated. I, I don't know if I would really recommend Monero and all. It, it depends. Uh, if you're buying drugs, probably Monero is fine. If you're like a vendor, I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, it's not that hard to. So the so the one of the weaknesses of Monero, I think, is that. Um, uh, you're mixing your coin. You're not mixing your coins, but you're hiding your coins in between other coins, right? And it's uh, that's a set of ten right now, so you're one of eleven, All right? So um, if I if you're a darknet vendor and I want to, I'm I'm law enforcement. I want to cash you. Then I can make a Monero payment to you, and then once I see you under your real identity, cash out your Monero for euros or dollars. And I see that this coin being moved. Then there's kind of like a nine percent chance that you were the darknet vendor,
0: right? Agreed so far. Uh, What what coin? How would you see coins being moved? What would you see being moved? Um, Well, I'm making a payment to you, right? You're paying me, and you're paying the vendor in Monero. Yeah. So then I see when that.
1: Then I see a one in eleven chance of the coin being spent. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess you're kind of saying you're right. Yeah, but you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't know how much and who's getting what with you know with stealth addresses and those other components.
1: Well the 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 exchange site is regulated, right? Like I I'm a law enforcement officer, I have a you know insight in what Kraken is doing or wherever you're catching it out. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's like a nine percent chance that this coin is connected to you.
0: Okay, right? so you're saying once somebody has it, if they go on an exchange to convert it back into whatever coin?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's a scenario I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking of like an old Monero world. We're thinking of like a, the current world and you are just using it for privacy, right?
0: hmm
1: Yeah, so now if I do that several times, if I keep sending you Monero, and every time there's like a nine percent chance that that I can connect these truly Moneros to you, that adds up right over time.
0: Yeah, uh, I haven't really heard that being you know a way to kind of break the monero privacy. I see. I hear what you're saying. I mean, I know we're it's you know we're still only at eleven in terms of uh, whatever it is the, the ring signature decoys. Uh, but I've I, I I think the number I heard is like once we get up to I think maybe 25 or 26. There's like some number where it almost, it becomes like, like nearly impossible, like theoretically impossible, right. To to try to like break it at this level uh, where adding more rings doesn't even wouldn't really be worth. It's kind of like diminishing returns at that point. Um, so, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Maybe there, maybe that isn't, that is an attack. Uh, I don't know the details. I, I, I truly don't know. How feasible that is in my research i haven't really heard much to that being an actual threat but fair enough so as opposed to uh something like what a zcash where that wouldn't be an attack but in zcash it would be you would you would be one of few that would actually be using the private uh transaction feature of zcash right yeah that's a problem with
1: Zcash. there's just not enough people using the private version uh, or at least you know not a, not as much as you would like. However, I think this could increase as well over time uh, especially now that they did the sapling hard fork mm-hmm. I, I think it's very likely will or I would expect like mobile wallets to roll out the privacy futures now as well. so that could really increase private users of Zcash.
0: I think another thing to be said, even if this attack you're talking about, Uh, is is possible if you know enough you know if a government or an agency really wanted to try to carry it out uh i think it's also quickly becoming more difficult for an additional reason which is the decentralized exchanges uh which is going to make you know following someone's tracks even more difficult right because now you're not going through these controlled gateways uh these KYC AML exchanges like Coinbase or wherever. Um,
1: so, yeah, yeah what, right.
0: are you, what are your thoughts on that and potentially kind of closing the circle?
1: Um, I mean, you know, it's still a, it's still a cat and mouse game. You, you don't know who's on the other side of the trade. That could still be uh, an FBI agent doing, doing lots of Monero trades. Um, you know, I'm, I'm speculating, I'm just thinking out loud there. It's still a cat and mouse game. You haven't solved it completely, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. But you would- uh, I, really, I really love uh, Bisc. I use it myself as well. Bisc is great. We really need something like that in this space. Uh, to, but it's very important that that you're still a, that you're able to uh, convert crypto into other crypto, but also into fiat without the regulated AML
0: exchanges for sure. Mm-hmm. So, but would you go so far? Because I think I don't know if. I've heard others in in the Bitcoin community say that Bitcoin is effectively even more is more private than Monero. I'm not sure. Um, I
1: think at this point Monero is definitely more fungible. That's that's kind of hard to to deny because even in Bitcoin even if you use Bitcoin in the most privacy conscious way it's still clear that you're using it in the privacy-conscious way instead of just using it, right? You see, you can see who's mixing coins. Uh, that said, uh, Wasabi is rolled out now. Wasabi wallet. That's actually that provides very good mixing uh, privacy. So it's still clear that you're mixing, but besides that, you're mixing with like a hundred other people, I think. Um, there's no trusted. Uh, there's no trusted third party. No one who can reconnect the dots. That's a very uh, big step, I think, for Bitcoin. Big step for Bitcoin privacy. Um, so that, that's kind of the main, uh, uh, the main reason I think the, the gap between Bitcoin and Monero is closing. I think it, it is closing, and it's, Bitcoin is getting significantly better in that regard.
0: Yeah. I guess where, what it boils down to for me is should, should privacy, you've obviously, uh, you know, agreed that privacy and fungibility are, are, are very important and uh, you think, you know, Bitcoin needs it and is moving in that direction. Yeah. But is it something that needs to be baked into the core protocol? Uh, I know for me, I, I've kind of decided that it does. Like uh, I think, for a coin to truly be fungible and like the whole reason we, you know, we're doing all this stuff is so that we could have this kind of digital gold uh, or digital cash. Why not bake it into the core protocol so that it's truly fungible uh, by default versus trying to build layers and technologies on top of it that give it the, you know, semblance of privacy and fungibility. You know,
1: I agree with you.
0: I would definitely agree
1: with you if there weren't any trade-offs there. Like, if you could get that without any trade-offs, then, of course, then then it's very obvious for me. However, right now, that doesn't... Or at least, you know, Monero makes trade-offs. And I'm not sure these kind of trade-offs should be made with Bitcoin. Um, uh, One of the trade-offs is... uh, Monero could suffer hidden inflation without anyone knowing. Which for Bitcoin, you know, that that will be a tough sell. I don't think it it could be technically possible, but for Bitcoin, the sort of 21 million limit is such a holy thing, such an important part of the value proposition that, you know, potentially hidden inflation is something that not everyone's gonna be on board with that, probably. And from Monero, the other trade-off is scalability. The scalability is, you know, you're suffering uh, throughput, and and I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure what the best trade-offs to make there. Uh, but I do think that because of these trade-offs, you know, that also stops Monero from going mainstream potentially, and then only the people who want privacy will use Monero. In which case, you know, you've got baked-in fungibility, but if using Monero itself is kind of suspect, then what did you win? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I, know, there's I, no obvious answers here, but I think these are, you know, there's no obvious answer either way for me. It, I do think Monero makes big trade-offs. I'm not sure I consider them worth it, but it's.
0: Well, I, so. And then back to talking, I guess, about today. In, instead of theoreticals, I mean, it Monero is currently used today. Obviously, Bitcoin's used in a much bigger way, but Monero is used today, and it's, it's used to make transactions. Um, it's actively, you know, uh, used on, on the dark web as well as you know Bitcoin sure. and other things. Um, and I guess. You're, you're even, arguing... Do you have any stats, for
1: example, on how many users are using a full node versus like a mobile wallet or something like this? Because that's also a privacy risk, right? Mm-hmm. I, I tried to sync a Monero node recently and I was surprised by how long it took. I didn't expect that. It took pretty long. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I guess so what I'm getting to is what do you think about the... What, what it boils... Because these are all design decisions, right? Like you're talking about... Um, and so, I mean, what do you think about scaling then? And like the, 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 the leaps that Monero currently has made. And do you think that kind of is evidence of the fact that we could potentially scale if we continue to develop cryptography? Uh, like for example, I'm sure you're aware of obviously bulletproofs, obviously you wrote about it in your, in your thing, but now it's, it's, it's active, I think since then. Um, and you know, if you go to use Monero today, I mean, you're paying like half a cent for a transaction. Um, and you know, it's obviously greatly going to reduce the, the, uh, blockchain bloat moving forward. Um, and it, uh, you know, it's, and we're talking about numbers of like 80% reduction now, obviously maybe, you know, we got lucky. I don't know when, I don't know when the next major breakthrough is going to be, but right. is that evidence of the fact that, uh, you know, we could, we, we, we will be able to to scale uh, as we continue to develop uh, cryptography and the protocol itself, and that maybe you know this is kind of like it's like kind of like thinking about the scaling debate, right? So like thinking about what are the core yeah. features and what what do the core features need to be? I think in the Bitcoin community, you know, they settled upon the fact that you know Bitcoin is is digital gold, right? Uh, so it's not it's not about uh cheap transactions or yet maybe eventually but let's get digital gold right first and then we'll worry about cheap transactions so that's what that's where i kind of stand with fungibility and privacy i I see that being just as important uh as as or a part of uh what what digital gold needs to be and then you know the hope is that the scaling will come in the future uh with developments in cryptography and things like second layer solutions. So, I mean, I guess, what is, what is your thought on, on things like bulletproofs and that kind of being the solution long-term and second layer solutions uh, and getting the core protocol, right. And then hoping that t- the technology takes us to the next level later. Um, so uh...
1: Okay, so first of all, bulletproofs are great, but even with bulletproofs, Monero transactions are like 10 times bigger than Bitcoin, right? So that, thats I think that's a big difference. Even with bulletproofs, it's it's still you know 10 times 10x that that's a lot, especially because you know people are complaining that Bitcoin isn't scalable enough, and that's a that's a fair complaint. Even and like even with Lightning, the current numbers suggest that we can facilitate everyone in the world, right? So, so and then if you, if, you, if, if you go down down 10x from there, it's that, a big trade-off. Um, and then the second thing you're saying is getting the base protocol right. But I would say it's not obvious what right is. You're, you're gonna have to make a trade-off either way. There's gonna be a trade-off there because bigger insights is always better for privacy. But at some point, you're gonna consider that not worth it, right? You don't want to resize of all transaction outputs that exist because it's not doable. So there's always a trade-off, um, even though that would be perfect privacy in that regard. So there's always gonna be a trade-off there. Monero does have a benefit when it comes to privacy by prioritizing privacy by prioritizing fungibility and the sort of community that seems on board with that. It's also easier to um, adopt a protocol. To you know, hard fork and changes that could benefit that, so, yeah, it's actually a benefit of Monero compared to Bitcoin because you know, for Bitcoin, it's kind of one of the things that are it would harm the digital proposition if, if there's a contentious hard fork and it becomes a mess, or you know, at least a significant part of the user base just doesn't want any hard forks. Be, because it would harm the good digital use case, at least in their mind. Um, so Monero doesn't really have a Monero hard forks. So, Monero, if there's new improvements, it is much easier to adopt it. But you know, it's even on Monero, that's not a given that every hard fork will go perfectly. At some point, if there is contention over it, that will still be a problem. That was already the proof of work change like half a year ago. That spawned some mini moneros. I don't think they went anywhere. I don't, no. I don't think there was very support for that. But it, you know, at some point, if Monero has to make a real big trade-off and in, in the, in the between privacy and scalability, for example, you know, the, that could get messy as well. I think.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, and I think you explained that very well in your articles as well. Like this, this advantage that Monero has uh, with. Being able to kind of uh, evolve, perhaps faster. Yeah. But like you said, we you, we don't know how long that that's going to last, um, because Monero is yeah. obviously uh, younger than Bitcoin and hasn't really been tested to that degree politically. But what do you do? You think it's okay if Bitcoin never adopts uh, something like confidential transactions at the protocol level? Are you okay with that? Do you think it's something that just like the Bitcoin community is going to essentially kind of give up on because of these, you know, political reasons that it's just not, it's not a, a, a malleable enough community to, uh, to be able to adopt it. Has that ship sailed?
1: I don't know. Technically it can be soft forked in and that makes it a whole lot easier, even if there is opposition. position, um, you know, soft forks are doable. You need economic majority, basically. Ideally, you have consensus, but even without consensus, you can you can deploy software, and you can, in a weird way, deploy confidential transactions. The software, so maybe that's an option. Um,
0: but then, aren't you aren't you then at the issue with scaling, like Monero, right? Because now you're you've created this situation where you know now you're using ring confidential transactions, and obviously there. It has bulletproofs, but it's still. Yeah. I mean, are you asking me
1: for my opinion or my expectation? I, my opinion, I'm quite <laughs> neutral. I like it. I like confidential transactions, but I see a trade-off. I don't know. It's it's a worth. It's an interesting debate to have. So, mm-hmm. and, and actually, I have no idea where it's going to happen. I, I wouldn't put my money on it happening. I think there's a good chance it won't happen. Uh, maybe as a maybe side chains get figured out in a more reliable way. Um, Lightning also offers uh, good privacy, by the way, but that's a side note. Uh, complex transactions, I'm not going to hold my breath. I don't know.
0: And uh, you're just jumping back to Samurai Wallet. I saw that Greg... Did you see Greg Maxwell had comment on it on Reddit? Yeah, I didn't follow the,
1: the drama closely, but I uh, i think his critique was a bit harsh, but kind of fair. The, the, I think the general consensus, or he could have put it a bit more nicely, more friendly. You know, what, there, was,
0: what was he essentially saying? I mean, he was saying that they've exaggerated their privacy claims, but what exactly, do you know what the meat of that was? Okay, so I haven't kept up
1: closely, so it might be that I'm saying something that's not entirely true, but as I understand it, uh, Summer Wild is building out all types of privacy solutions, Some of them are great, some of them are okay. Um, However, in their current design, you're still uh, connecting in one way or another to a node uh, owned by the Samurai team. So in one way or another, you're still leaking data to the Samurai team. So even if you're using all these fancy privacy tricks, they would still be able to tell which addresses are yours. So that doesn't really win you anything. Well, it wins you privacy if you if you trust the Samurai guys, right? It wins you privacy versus the NSA if, if they're not cooperating with Samurai. But you're leaking privacy to Samurai, and they haven't been as... Um, clear about that, uh, as they could have been, uh, or yeah, that that's kind of the issue as I understand it. That's, that's how I haven't been closing up. I haven't been following it that close, but I, I think this is basically it.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't really get to the meat of it either. I mean, um, it seemed like he was, he was, he came out very strong against it. Um,
1: yeah it's it's not the first time that, or um they've had similar issues in the past and i think for maxwell it was sort of uh you know at some point he's gonna make it public or take it public they've had they've had similar issues in the past in some ways i, I believe something like this so i guess if patients run out or
0: well i met greg maxwell i imagine wants Bitcoin to adopt confidential transactions, right? I would think that that would be his opinion. I mean, I don't know, but I would think that would be right. Considering he's... I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. I, I mean,
1: you would assume so, but I'm not actually sure. I Maybe.
0: OK, I don't know. So where so where do we so how do we get to uh, fungible private Bitcoin? That is it is it going to be uh, solutions like samurai wallet or and uh lightning network what what is what is the future of bitcoin in terms of privacy and fungibility how we how is it going to become private and fungible if not at the core protocol level um well
1: i think you can get fair a fair amount of privacy and fungibility even on the core protocol level you can get you know it's not perfect and may not be perfectly fungible, but it's pretty good now if you combine that with uh second layers layers like the lightning network then the combination could actually be very good like if you for example open a lightning channel through a coin join and exit through a coin join and if it's like a big coin join and it's like a standard thing that that all lightning wallets use in 10 years from now you know that because then uh the reason that would be good is if you're opening a lightning channel, if you if you go to the store to buy a coffee or a chocolate bar uh, and you're mixing that with other people, then everyone's using different amounts, right? So then the amounts can be linked, so it doesn't make any sense to do a coin transaction. However, if you're doing a standardized lightning open and everyone's, for example, using, you know, 0.01 Bitcoin to open a lightning channel or something like this, then it's fine for everyone to use the same amount. Uh, because on Lightning itself is where you're going to buy the coffee and the chocolate bar, and that's sort where of different amounts are. And these are um, more private by default. So if you have this reasonable... Um, that may not be perfect in every way, but it's pretty good. And you combine that with, once again, pretty good privacy of second layers, then I think that combination would get you... Pretty far. I think it would get you to the point where you know most transactions are probably private enough for most people, and that's already a big win. And then maybe you know if you want that extra that extra level of price, like if it's good enough for 99% of all transactions, then maybe the 1% will need whether it's a side chain, whether it's North whether it's you know some other way of solving that last percent if you can get the first 99 which i think is quite doable then we've we've got pretty far
0: and you think even with all these chain analysis companies and the you know the kyc aml that's happening um on all the exchanges you think bitcoin could effectively be fungible Um,
1: fungible enough is what I would say. I mean, f- like I said, fungible enough for 99% transactions. So, and, and Maybe it won't be perfect. It's hard to say. And maybe someone will come up with some kind of a new magical private solution next like it, year. It's hard to predict the future. But um, I, I do think that even in the current state of Bitcoin and with the current technology we have and what we currently know is possible, I think we can get pretty far. Yeah, especially if you combine all of this type of stuff. And, you know, there's all sorts of neat tricks coming up to break the assumption that these uh, assumptions that these analytics companies would have. You know, the assumption that every input belongs to the same person, the assumption that um, uh, all sorts of assumptions. A lot of them can be broken and that helps. Like all, all, all these different pieces of the puzzle, you know, maybe it won't be perfect, but I, I
0: think we can get pretty far why uh i mean you yourself i think said you know if you had if you had a look at another coin like monero is, i guess near the top of your list right but uh it seems like a lot of people in the bitcoin world i feel like aren't giving monero the love it deserves in in that it's kind of already achieved Um, goal of of digital cash, which is what we're talking about, like Bitcoin is hoping to achieve. And yet it's, I feel like it's kind of being ignored or, you know, beaten down, you know, being as irrelevant and like, well, don't worry about it. Bitcoin will be there one day. So why don't you think it's kind of getting more love from from the Bitcoin community?
1: Um... The Bitcoin community in general. Well, part of the Bitcoin community seems to like Monero. Um, I I think in general Bitcoin is
0: like Andreas Antonopoulos, for example. I don't. I'm assuming you follow him pretty closely, or at some point you did. Um, He, you know, if if you listen to the things he says on a philosophical level on what the purpose of crypto is and its value proposition and the promise it's supposed to fulfill, uh, it seems to describe this digital cash, you know? And and you you never hear him talk about Monero. And uh, I know people in the Monero community certainly noticed that. I'm a a big uh, Antonopoulos fan. Uh, He he really helped me understand Bitcoin in the early days. and then, uh, you know, I've become a little disillusioned by him when I when I don't hear him even mention Monero when it's kind of already starting to right. fulfill these promises. I'm just wondering why we're not seeing that.
1: Well, I, I can I can maybe try to make uh, what I think is sort of the Bitcoin maximalist case for me personally. It's that um. Well, Bitcoin has a couple of advantages. Uh, some of them are more obvious than others. You know, obvious is something like the uh, Lindy effect or network effect. You know, it's been around the longest, therefore, it has the biggest chance of surviving and it has reached the most uh, most people, therefore, it's most, more valuable and more likely to grow further. Um, but I think another big one is um, uh, Bitcoin has this claim to be kind of the digital goal of. The world or at least the gold of the digital world or however you want to put it Um, and what that means is kind of that it's the obvious winner it's like the one that matters right that's why the term the gold standard is a thing it's it's like the obvious number one it's there it's reliable it's not going anywhere if Bitcoin would get replaced by any other coin, then that would destroy that value proposition or that idea. Like if the digital gold can be replaced, then the replacement, you know, can that be digital gold? It, it's now been proven that the digital gold can be replaced, so its replacement couldn't really make that that same claim in in a uh, believable way. I think so. If Bitcoin will be replaced by any other cryptocurrency, it would undermine the whole value proposition that that cryptocurrency in general have, or at least the digital goals kind of um, claim they can make, that Bitcoin can make. So. even if something like Monero, let's assume that I would think Monero is better than Bitcoin, which I'm honestly not really sure because of the trade-offs. But if I would assume that, then still, if it would replace Bitcoin, I think that you know that would undermine the value of this whole technology. And therefore, the best way to go, the best way to make this type of technology success, is to actually improve Bitcoin. Just you know, make Bitcoin better instead of jumping ship to an altcoin that, that may be better in some way like that
0: and if it, really, if it really doesn't work in the end
1: we'll see what if there's a plan B or not. But you know and and until then, and then unless it has failed, that's the best shot we have. That that's kind of how I see it. Mm-hmm. So Monero is um yeah so that that becomes uh, a hard
0: i'm technology. sorry well there's an interesting technology it's
1: uh, it's kind of honest community as far as i can tell um, you know there it's useful for some some people in some scenarios so i'm all for that but uh yeah it, i wouldn't i'm not going to give up on bitcoin's privacy because because there's something in in that corner going on that that could be better um, i I think the goal is to improve Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's kind of the, you just made the ultimate argument. Um, I personally don't agree with that. Um, only because, I mean, not more than two, three years ago, uh, Bitcoin, and back to Andreas Antonopoulos, because I think he was the one who famously categorized it, was always categorized as an experiment. And uh, I just don't know when we moved out of the phase of experiment to it's digital gold. I mean, because that's right. that's a far cry from experiment to go from, oh, this thing's an experiment to, oh, no, this is the standard. It's digital gold. If it fails, they all fail. So I just, I personally don't believe we're out of the experiment stage um, and that we're still building what will become the ideal protocol. Uh, that's kind of my opinion on that. That's my my only retort that I could possibly have to that argument. Um but it it certainly carries a lot of weight. When it makes a lot we of sense st- of that stage. What's that? When would we be out of that stage? Uh I think it's the kind of thing you know when you when you get there. I guess some people believe we're already there. Um I but yeah, I, I you know, it's 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 when I guess it's 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 being used on a truly uh mass adopted level and uh and it's and it's fulfilling the promises of digital cash i think is when we get there i don't I, I just don't think bitcoin's fulfilling the promise of of digital cash digital gold uh i mean gold is is most obviously fungible you know that's that's one of its core requirements and uh that seems to just be overlooked, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, I I I, have, I think we can improve Bitcoin to the point where it's good enough. That's that's what I think. But um I, I would agree with you that it's a work in progress.
0: So in in going into maybe uh I get I guess we we touched we touched on Zcash. Um, I guess the last thing would be yeah, like uh, I'd be interesting to hear your your thoughts on mim- the MimbleWimble coins. I don't know much about them, other than they're going to be the best thing ever. Um, do you, do you know uh some details about those? Or what's what's your what's your take? Do you think they I, they I, are?
1: I you, so there's two coming up. There's a, uh, oh where's the article? Con- I put it up. Beam, I believe. Yeah, one of them is named Beam, one of them is called Grin. Uh I, I Grin is kind of uh uh Grin is kind of like the Monero one. Grin, you know, it has an uh, unknown uh or a pseudonymous founder. Uh what's his name again? They they have all got Harry Harry Potter names. Yeah. Um I forgot his name, sorry. Yeah. Anyways, he's pseudonymous, so we don't know who he is. Uh, they're not gonna do a pre-mine or anything like this. There's no green foundation, or just, it's just you know, it's kind of like Bitcoin or Monero, like an open source project, and they're just gonna launch it one day. Probably, last I heard, it's gonna be early two thousand nineteen, But they wouldn't mind uh, putting uh, moving that uh, backwards, forwards, however you say. It could be later. They're not there, uh, but but I think the current estimate is Q one Um and then the other one is Beam, which is more of a, has a more corporate approach, I guess. It's uh, it's got a, a company behind behind it, which is called the Beam Company or something like that. I, I think
0: more like uh, a Zcash approach. Yeah, they're going to
1: do the Zcash approach where they have a uh, the. DevTax, tax or no? What's it called? Minor tax, death tax. Yeah, they're kind of take twenty percent of every block word or something and uh, hand it to the developers for the first five years. Um, that's uh, gonna launch in a month from now, I believe. I don't know if that's been p- postponed at all. The last I heard, is about a month uh, from now. So that, that that will be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, technically, I think it's it's, a, it's an interesting approach. It's something we haven't, well, obviously something we haven't seen before, but it's the... Um, basically, it's like a stripped-down version of Bitcoin. It's kind of based on Bitcoin, but it's completely stripped down to a point where every block is just one big transaction. So everyone's paying everyone, all transaction amounts are hidden as well. Uh, confidential transaction style. so it um,
0: scales really well, right?
1: To yeah, that's the, thing. that's the that's that's kind of the biggest breakthrough is that it scales really well because you don't need to keep any old transaction data. Ba- basically, if you start a new node, you just start. Uh, you can you can very easily verify that there was no inflation ever, and, and you you don't have to sync for hours or days.
0: How about the fact that? and I, I, mean, I don't totally understand this, uh, that the fact that the wa- wallets basically have to interact to create a transaction. It's not really like you you broadcast a transaction to the blockchain. You need well, both both wallets kind of communicating with each other. Um, I feel like there might be some drawbacks there. I, yeah, I, I know what you're getting at. Um, that's
1: When I wrote the article, which is more than a month ago, there wasn't a completely solved problem yet. So it's probably not completely solved yet. That's true. The, the thing is, if you're broadcasting transactions like you would normally do on Bitcoin or Monero, then uh, a, a spy could pick up on the transactions and reconstruct the transaction chain after all, which the whole design of uh, Mimblewimble is supposed to prevent that. So you need some kind of solution where the transactions aren't broadcast in, into the wide straight away, but you need wallets indeed to have some sort of communication to um, bundle transactions before they're sent over the network, something like this. And I'm not sure how they're going to solve it. I'm not sure if it's solved, but there seem to be at least fairly good solutions that would, even if it's not perfect, it's still pretty good. And then if you combine it with a Privacy and uh, scalability that wimble protocol um, achieves—it's probably one of it will be the, one of the best privacy coins. I think probably. Yeah.
0: Have you been talking to guys like in the Grin community, guys that are working on the protocol?
1: Um, not a lot I've, I've had some well yeah I've had contact with the Beam guys not with the Green guys I've had contact with the Beam guys well and I've had contact with uh, Andrew Pulsar the Blockstream uh, uh, developer he's, he's contributed a bit to well mostly to the idea I think he hasn't coded anything for it either but yeah I, I haven't had contact with the Green guys at all I think
0: a, a good uh Another good point that I heard that was actually brought up on uh, Twitter when we originally, I think, posted that we were going to come on here. Um, somebody had mentioned the fact that, uh, and I like the way he put it, uh, that Grin's conception, or it's not really immaculate, it's not immaculate conception for Grin in that, um, you know, it's been in the, in, in the planning for quite some time. Everybody knows about it. Uh, Yes, the, I guess the white paper was dropped out of nowhere anonymously, but the code itself uh, has been publicly worked on, right? So a lot of people know about it. They're anticipating it. uh, They might be gearing up to mine it. Um, So is that going to kind of like get rid of some of the, the fairness in, or in how these like Monero, I kind of view, especially obviously Bitcoin, right? The original. Uh, just really just grew naturally from a community of of hackers that that you know stumbled upon this this code and ran it whatever ran it to Satoshi on some forums and they were zapping uh, payments back or they weren't payments at the time just zapping things back and forth to each other that had no value and it really just kind of naturally evolved from that and one day it it gained value so it was it was very fair in that in that essence. so I mean, do you think there's anything to that the fact that kind of grin i don't think you could ever have that again you can't really ever mimic that again uh unless somebody went and secretly built the entire coin before launching it do you think there's anything to be said to that
1: i mean i think that's a, that's an interesting argument but i uh I, grin is planning a fair launch i mean that's the important thing right you're the moment it's launched, it's, it's available for everyone, and Grin's planning to do that, so that seems fair enough. I mean, you, you may not get the, the same level of, I think I call it like minus or, you know, even distribution, but it's important thing for me that it's fair and you know, everyone has a equal shot. Grin is also doing an interesting thing where um, I think they're releasing one Grin coin, which is called a Grin, I think. They're releasing one Grin every second, and that's never going to stop. It's going to be one second for eternity, basically. Mm-hmm. So what it means is they all have incredibly high inflation for the first, you know, years. It, it will decrease a bit every year, but it will be very high for, you know, even uh, up to 20 years. Or even after 10 years, that's still going to be 10% inflation a year and And the second year is gonna be you know hundred percent inflation so there it's uh i don't think we've seen that distribution model yet, but it's supposed to disincentivize early hoarding. um I don't know we'll have to see how that plays out, but that's a that's a new thing they're doing as well
0: hmm. yep yeah I think that's that's certainly uh interesting given uh you know bitcoin's admission um how about Dash and Verge? You also wrote about Dash and uh, Verge.
1: Yeah, you, these are safely ignored.
0: <laughs> you, you, yeah, no offense. I, those are the ones I didn't read. <laughs> out of oh, out of your yeah. series, I skipped those two out of your series. Yeah, these are
1: Dash doesn't really offer anything. Dash um, is the first one I wrote. This has been a while ago. Anyways, yeah. it's not Bitcoin offers better. Privacy than dash just full stop. So you don't need to use dash at all. Um, Verge same. Uh, Verge Verge has Tor built in by default, and that's basically it. And they've got some promises about adding ring signatures as well. Well, if you want ring signatures, you can use Monero. You know, if you want to use Tor, you can use Tor over Bitcoin, or it's just. It's hot air, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, these, these are the two projects that are not to be taken seriously. I think Monero is a serious project, Zcash is a serious project. Mimblewimble seems to be, that there will be serious projects. And I think Bitcoin is a serious project and, and they all have their own trade-offs. Um, Virgin Dash are a joke.
0: All right, thank you very much taking your time i sure. know I, I know it's late over there it's one
1: now so yeah it's getting,
0: getting i really late. appreciate it um and i you know i i, I hope uh people tuning in were, we're listening to closely you you had a you know great analysis and uh like i said before anybody that that really wants to kind of learn about all these coins that and kind of figure it out on their own should definitely uh read all your articles um before yeah um really appreciate it and uh hope to have you on again in the future sure thanks have a good one ciao